Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. I am recording with a door open today because it is a gorgeous spring day in San Francisco and it's hot and that never happens. I'm probably going to regret having the door open, but we're doing it for now and it feels so good. (laughs) Just wanted to share that with you as you prepare to listen to this amazing episode. As always, I'm so excited to be back here with you this week, serving up conversations about personal and spiritual growth for the recovering fearful avoidant attachment style. We welcome all other attachment styles, insecure, secure, all of you. Come on down, and we're going to just talk about healing together. That's really what we're going to do with a little healthy dose of humor because if it's not funny, I don't like to do it. (laughs) That's just my personal rule. This week, I want to share about some exciting news, and the news is that um, I'm pregnant. I am currently, as of recording this 14 weeks pregnant when this airs, fingers crossed, I'll be 16 weeks pregnant. If you haven't heard my previous episode about miscarriage, I experienced loss during my first pregnancy. And so this means that this baby is our rainbow baby. And I'm not going to lie that I had a lot of trouble attaching to this this baby, this child, just because of my previous loss. And so feels real. I'm showing. <laughs> it's official. I can't hide it. I can't hide it anymore. The bump is out. I felt like this was, be- you know, the best time to tell everyone. And I'm really excited to share this episode with you. So what I did was I recorded just like at a ser- different weeks of the actual pregnancy. When I first found out, I shared the story about how I told my husband after the first ultrasound and then after the second ultrasound that we've gotten. And wow, what a whirlwind. Just <laughs> I share this during the recordings, but I just still every time that we would go to the doctor and see an ultrasound and there was still a baby in there, I would just be like, wait. We're not going to like have a second to like honor the fact that this child is still inside of me. Like the doctor would just be like, okay, moving on straight to the arms, legs, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I was just like, we need to pause here and just like honor the fact that this soul is still inhabiting my body and that we're still here and that I'm still pregnant. That basically sums up this pregnancy. And it's also really funny because I was having trouble getting attached. I like didn't really think about like planning or think about the big decisions that we're going to have to make to make space for this um, new family member. And so all of a sudden, now that I'm showing and this baby just like keeps growing, which is kind of magic. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Like, do we need to get a new place for a second bedroom? What are all the things that we need to buy? Like, I feel like parents have so much stuff to prepare for their child. I don't know one thing that I'll need, maybe besides like a bassinet, like crib, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) and a car seat. I've got those things down. Nailed those two. Don't really know the rest. So yeah, a lot of stuff to do there. A lot of research and, you know, all the things, basically just asking for friends for their hand-me-downs. That's my plan anyway. We'll see how that goes. So yeah, it's a huge transition to the actual planning stages. 
and it's just such a funny like juxtaposition to where I was just a few weeks ago. My sister was like, wow, you guys are such chill parents. Like all our other friends are really, you know, like freaking out about making sure they've got it all figured out. I was just like, yeah, we're fine. Not realizing that I just kind of wasn't really attaching to the idea that this was going to come to fruition. Not in a pessimistic way, but just in like a who knows what's going to happen? We don't know. Like things could happen. You know, things could still happen. I don't know. Things could still happen. But this particular rendition is going farther than my previous one. That is a fact. That is the only fact that I know. And so we're just going to stick to the facts here. (laughs) That's all we can do. That's all we can do. Anyway, I'm really excited. Everyone's favorite question to me is if I've had any cravings. So far, the closest I've come to a craving is eating strawberries with fresh homemade whipped cream. I'm a little bit obsessed. I didn't even realize that I was craving it, but my husband came home with this like huge tray of strawberries and my mouth started watering. And I literally looked at him. I was like, do you just like want to motorboat those strawberries? And he was like, no. (laughs) No. It's like, oh, maybe this is a craving. <laughs> so yeah, so little little strawberries and cream. That's kind of been the first trimester craving. And now that we're entering the second trimester, who knows? Never. I just, I guess I have a new identity. It's like a new, this is a shift. This is a huge shift. I'm, I clearly am struggling here, but I'm, I'm figuring it out. One pregnancy sleep at a time. Those are the biggest changes in my body. If you have questions about what it's like to be pregnant, please DM me. I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram. It's me, Sarah Cohan. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N. I will be posting hilarious pregnancy videos along the way. So just you wait. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. And again, you know, who knows? Who knows what will happen with this pregnancy? I have no idea. But I'm going to prepare for it to happen. That's my new plan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Well, we'll see how that plan goes. I have no idea. No idea. Okay, so that's, <laughs> that's it for my my intro to this podcast. As always, please, please, please do me a favor. I would love if you gave a review to the podcast, whatever app you're listening in. Just, just um, hit that five stars if you feel like it. And leave a review because that helps other people find this amazing, free, hilarious resource for healing and for spiritual growth. So why not help them out? Help out a stranger. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing that. And of course, if this you have a pregnant friend, <laughs> share this episode with them because they'll probably laugh along the way. Or someone who's suffered from miscarriage or pregnancy loss because... Dude, that's fucking real. And so many women, one in five, one in four pregnancies this is the last number that I heard. One in four pregnancies ends in miscarriage. And that is a staggeringly high statistic for the staggeringly low conversations that I've had about miscarriage. <laughs> so trying to flip that script there, trying to bring light to that conversation. And please share this episode with a friend. I would really appreciate it. They would appreciate it. Everyone wins. That's a win-win situation in my mind. Okay. So this episode, we're about to get into it, but it's basically just me sharing about how I'm feeling in the different weeks and stages of my pregnancy leading up to where I am right now of 16 weeks. So let's get into it. Thank you.
things up. So I wanted to share my recent discovery that I'm pregnant. (laughs) I'm laughing because, oh my God, first of all, this is the second time I've been pregnant. I miscarried a year ago. There is an episode all about it. It's called Normalizing Miscarriage. I highly recommend listening to it. I had a miscarriage. I didn't realize that it's called, I can't even remember the name of it actually, but the type of miscarriage that I had meant that I didn't bleed out the embryo. And so I had no idea that I was no longer pregnant for like three or four weeks before I had my checkup and there was no more heartbeat. And after I had that doctor's appointment, then I had to get an abortion. And so really the title of the episode should be Normalizing Miscarriage and Abortion because the doctor who was seeing me told me that actually doctors use the word abortion to describe both miscarriages and abortions. And that to me just like blew my mind that we politicized abortions because there I was getting an abortion and really living out or like noticing and picking up on the shame that's carried with it the way that I was treated by the doctor or the administrator of the medications. It was so wild. And just the fact that this very simple procedure, it has the same name in the medical field to me just meant that like we're completely blowing all of this out of proportion. Clearly, I'm very pro-choice. And and yeah, so it was a very opening experience. If you've experienced an abortion, I just want to hold you right now. I'm holding you in my energetic arms. I want you to know that you made the right decision for you at the right time. That's all that matters. That is it. (sighs) Okay. So had that experience a year ago and I was finally ready to start trying with my husband. The timing felt really right. I've got um, a steady income and we just both seemed like we were in a place to be ready. And so I thought it would be like real cute and sweet. We started trying while we were down in Mexico for a month in December. But when we were down in Mexico, I, because it's the first time I've traveled in a really long time and it's really the first time that I've hung out with a lot of different people and we were hanging out with my family that all traveled and they brought some sickness with them. And then we, you know, we were just all living in a house together, sharing germs. And I was basically sick for like three weeks while I was down there. <laughs> so I ended up going to the doctor, it, which was incredibly affordable. It was $2 and 50 cents. And I had a pharynx infection. And so I was on antibiotic for this pharynx infection. The infection was crazy. Like one day I would wake up and I was feeling fine. Like I I was like, yes, I'm on the mend. I'm feeling better. And then the next day I would wake up feeling like shit. I had no idea that that's just how infections work. So I'm on antibiotics and my husband and I were like, okay, should we try? And I'm like, yeah, let's try. And we're trying. And, you know, we're literally in the hotel that we got married. I'm like, this is so sweet and poetic. And I love this so much. And then I look down and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm on antibiotic. I don't actually know if this is safe or not. I don't know. And so we're like, okay, we're not trying. We're not going to try. And then this is us not trying. We fucking got pregnant. (laughs) So that's why I'm laughing so hard. But I'm so excited. I want to be very clear from the get-go that I am so excited. And it feels so different from the last time that I got pregnant because last time we we were, got pregnant, we weren't really trying either. <laughs> and so it was, it was a lot of anxiety that I went through emotionally. And it was just like a huge 
shift of I've been trying my whole life. I was 35 at the time when I got pregnant. I'd been trying my whole life not to get pregnant. And then all of a sudden I was shifting to this like new way of thinking that like it was okay to get pregnant. And so when we did get pregnant and we weren't really trying, I just became really anxious and my I, I didn't feel like my income was pretty steady. And I was just like, I, you know, I'm really focused on creating this business and, and this podcast. Like, how am I going to take care of a baby while I'm basically bringing in a business baby to this world? So I would not say that my body was necessarily like the most comfortable, secure place for this sweet little embryo to be in. And so this time around, I noticed that I was late, two days late on my period tracker, on the flow tracker. Love it. Highly recommend. I was like, okay, I got to go Walgreens. I got to get some passport photos. Let's pick up a pregnancy test. Like we'll, we'll just see what's going on. Cause I'm literally never late. So like there's only one option. And so before I get home, I'm like, okay, if I am pregnant, how am I going to tell my husband? Because I want this to be super fun and super, super celebratory. So <laughs> I decide that I'm going to surprise him and I'm going to ask him to close his eyes and put a sesame seed in the palm of his hand and tell him to open his hand and let him know that that is the size of our baby right now. So I did it. I recorded it. His reaction was pure sweetness and love. He was so excited. <laughs> his One of the first things he said was, but we weren't even trying. <laughs> and I know I'm so sorry if this is triggering. And if you are going through it with fertility, I'm a, I am here for you. I'm here for you. And I don't want to frustrate you in any way with how ridiculously easy it was for us to get pregnant because we weren't even trying. But that is my truth so far. So it's just week one. It's not even week one. This is week four technically or whatever, but it's the first week that I have found out that I am pregnant. So hoping that this one will make it, but I wanted to share some feelings that just like rapid fire went through my fr brain, my brain. <laughs> the first thought that this time I did not have the initial like, oh shit, I just got pregnant, but I've been trying my whole life not to. So that was really great. I could say that maybe that's positive. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But it was interesting to me that that wasn't the first thought that I had had. Then the second thought I had was fear. And the fear was around like, fuck, now I'm going to go through this roller coaster again. And you know what? It is completely out of my control if this is a viable embryo, if it's going to make it, even if it's going to come to term, like once it comes to term, is it going to be safe? I mean, these are, <laughs> these are literally the hopes and fears and worries of all parents ever. And I am just now, again, joining that chorus. But I, it was a lot of fear. It like brought me back to the miscarriage a year ago. And it was interesting because earlier in that day, I wanted to cry. And I remember thinking, oh, good. Am I pregnant? Like I'm having a full on need to cry right now. And it's about like, I can't even remember what it was about. Like it was something that like did not seem that upsetting. And so I almost wonder if it's like residual emotions left over from the miscarriage and like kind of my body being in that state again. I don't know. Or maybe it's just pregnancy. I have no fucking clue. But oh God, when I think about, I'm going to get emotional. Like when I think about how scary and sad and and just like what a loss, it was such a loss to have that miscarriage. And like 
it's hard to go back there. It is really hard. And there's so many unknowns. There's so many like, was it my fault? You know, is there something that I could have done better? Is there, you know, something I was eating or drinking or taking into my body that that caused this? It was, was it the stress that I was feeling? Was it the the fear that I was feeling? You know, there's so many unknowns. And to willingly get back on this roller coaster is so fucking scary because I feel like (laughs) if this is how I feel just in the getting ready stage, then like, I feel like obviously this is just multiplied 10,000 whenever and if that this little baby human gets here. So it's very, very strange. But this time I felt another thing that I felt was prepared. Like I've got all the leftover prenatal vitamins and the pregnancy tea and the wonderful book by Erica G.D. Cohen called Nurture that just lists out like every stage of the pregnancy. And I have so many communities that I can call upon, which feels so amazing and just resources. Like I am resourced the fuck up for pregnancy, which I didn't necessarily have at the ready the first time around. So yeah, it, it, it felt really natural to like reach for the prenatal vitamins again and change the flow tracker to being pregnant. And I haven't called the, the doctor yet to the, make the, the prenatal appointment, but we'll be doing that shortly. I'm putting that off because when I haven't called them, I can still live in this free space of finding out, but not having doctors involved. I'm excited. Honestly, I'm a little bit glowing. I'm proud that I could do it again. I'm proud that my body knows what to do and obviously terrified, but in all the right ways this time and curious, very curious. Am I going to poop when I have this baby? I'm going to play that sound clip to myself for the rest of my life. (laughs) Oh, so crazy. So, so crazy. So I'll definitely be sharing my husband's reaction on social media because it's so sweet and so wonderful. And I don't have my dog's reaction, but I actually told her first before my husband because she deserved to know that she's going to be a big sister. (laughs) So crazy. So I'm not sure how much of this pregnancy I'll be sharing on here, but this is this is the start and I'm, I'm still going to be here for sure. But now I'll just be pregnant. I appreciate all your support and all your love and don't be a stranger. <laughs> Thank you. Hey there. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. I know I am. If you're enjoying the Lit AF podcast, I humbly ask you to make a financial contribution to the Lit AF tip jar. Your support will help make this podcast happen. Financial contributions help to cover costs like podcast hosting site, podcast recording software, and it also helps us to pay our amazing, talented podcast editor that brings us these sweet episodes every single week. Monthly and one-off donation options are available, and we've got some sweet thank you gifts for everyone participating. 
If you're interested in making your financial contribution, please visit sarahcohan.com forward slash tip jar. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash tip jar. Now back to this week's episode. Thank you so much. It's officially halfway through week eight, and I thought I would record a little something about what I've been experiencing the past two weeks and what's happening next week because it's very different than the first recording. I haven't even listened to the first recording, but I feel like if I listened to it right now, I'd be so mad because I'm like, where <laughs> where did all that energy go? <laughs> okay. it's we, I'm halfway through week eight. This, excuse me. That was a burp because I am literally just farting, burping, and just doing all kinds of things all the time now. So that's real. (laughs) The embryo is supposedly the size of a kidney bean at this point because, you know, you got to do all the fruits and veggies. And I just – I feel like ass. (laughs) I felt like ass the last week and a half. I can't even remember the turning point. It was – Oh, yeah. It was last weekend. So I woke up last weekend on Saturday morning. I was sleeping in and snuggling my sweet, sweet, sweet dog, Frida. Frida, bonita baby. Delicious snuggle. It was before she gave me a black eye during a snuggle sesh. So um, there's that. (laughs) I was cuddling her and just looking at her. And I have this very vivid memory of seeing the colors of my sheets because they were bright yellow. I was looking at her and all of a sudden the whole room just started to spin. And it was like I was on one of those like anti-gravity rides, like the the Gravitron where it's like spinning and like you can just kind of feel like your whole body weight like sink all the way down to your hips. That's what it felt like. And then I rolled over. I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. And I, <laughs> I've done like a lot of drugs. Like I've done a lot of different drugs and in a lot of different combinations and I've never felt this feeling before. It was so intense, so intense and like totally out of nowhere, no warning. It was just like, so I rolled over to my left side and then my vision, like I would roll over and it was on my back. And then my vision just kept going. Like I was still rolling. Oh my God. It was the worst feeling. So then I took an anti-nausea pill, Unisom, Joys of being pregnant, and I'm sure any pregnant listeners know what I'm talking about, which made me pass out for the next three hours. And then after I woke up, I was just scared. I was like, when is this going to happen again? I don't know what the fuck that was. This is really intense. And then the next day, oh, no, it was that same day. I was like, I just started feeling like ass. And I I now know that this feeling is nausea. I'm not puking yet, (laughs) fingers crossed, but I feel this like general gross feeling. It's starting in the pit of my stomach all the time. I laid down on the couch all day. I just like, I had no clue that it was nausea. You know, like I wasn't kind of connecting all the dots. I thought maybe I had COVID. I took a COVID test. I came back negative. And so then I realized that it was indeed nausea and that in fact, I should be eating every hour or two saltines or nuts or basically anything to um, make that feeling go away. And it works, which is amazing. But sometimes the feeling comes back closer than um, an hour. So I'm experimenting with all kinds of things of food to eat and different combinations of vitamin B6 and Unisom to make the nausea go away. Feels just like I'm eating all the time. My pants don't fit. My boobs are ginormous. Absolutely 
ginormous. I already have large boobs to begin with and I knew they would get bigger, but like they're huge (laughs) and like weirdly huge, like balloons. It's not like, oh, they're just growing bigger. Like I would think it would. It's like they're growing bigger from all different parts, like the tops and the sides. And they just, they just keep going. They just keep going. And from what I've heard, it's just going to keep going. And then it gets worse with the milk. I just, it's a lot. If you can't hear my voice, it's just a lot. So the initial excitement is still there, but with just a little more like bodily reaction, I will say. And my first prenatal appointment is on Monday and I'm just scared shitless. I'm like, Go. I keep thinking of the appointment and I just keep going back to the memory of the last prenatal appointment that I had where the embryo did not have a heartbeat. And I just keep thinking like all of these signs are showing me that my body is extremely pregnant. Everything is very pregnant, but I still don't trust it. I just don't – I don't have that faith that – I did the blind faith that I had the first time around. So I'm really nervous to go into this appointment. I'm really nervous what the ultrasound is going to say. I'm really nervous to start telling people, but it is time to start telling people because I (laughs) am so depleted and I do need some community support with this pregnancy. And my poor husband is taking all this on and being such a champ. Thank you, sweet baby. Thank you so much. I know that I'm taking a lot of this out on you and I'm so sorry for that. I am working on that. I promise. I I do promise. It is is actually something I'm talking about in therapy, which is really exciting. But yeah, that is is just the reality of this pregnancy. And I wanted to share that with you because, yeah, this is is real life. (laughs) Yeah, bloated. My boobs are huge. My – like I have to buy new clothing already. I'm only at week eight and a half and I'm already buying new clothing. Everyone's different. I'm trying not to compare. Um, And I'm also just trying to be as comfortable – rested and fed. Really, I'm like an eating machine right now as possible. There it is. What a joy and what a journey. So much, so much fear and excitement all at the same time. All right. More, more soon, I'm sure. Okay, here we are, week 13, baby's the size of a lemon. So last week, we went to the first trimester nuchal translucency ultrasound. For anyone that's had a baby, you're like, I know exactly what that is. For those of you that have not had a child, you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) So this ultrasound looked way different than our first ultrasound. Our first ultrasound, the baby just looked like a little blob, a little gummy bear, really no definition whatsoever. This ultrasound, we could see a head, arms. The baby was waving for like the whole ultrasound. Legs, fingers, we could see 10 fingers. We looked at the brain and then we went into like each of the different organs of the child. It was such an out-of-body experience to lie down on the table the sonographer, not stenographer, heard stenographer in the waiting room. It's a sonographer. <laughs> Put the warm little lube on my belly and then started scanning my belly. And I think that ever since I had a miscarriage, every time I see the baby, I just like need a moment. I'm like, holy shit, you're still here. Like 
I wasn't, you know, I'm just never, I'm not optimistic, I suppose. I'm, um, I wouldn't say that I'm pessimistic. I'm just ready for anything. I think that's really what it is. And (laughs) so every time I see it on the screen, I'm just kind of like, oh shit, I'm still pregnant. And this is, I need a moment to like process this. So I'm sitting on the table, my husband's holding my hand. And of course I just start crying silently while the sonographer is just like zooming around, moving so fast, just being like 10 fingers, bam, arm, bam, leg, bam, 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 brain. And I'm just still processing the fact that there is a child inside of me because from week eight to 11, as I had mentioned, I'd had horrible nausea. It was all day long. It's kicked off with a little spins in the room and it just kind of gradually lessened over time. And by 11 weeks, it was gone. And I know that that's not true for a lot of pregnant women. Like sometimes it lasts till 15 weeks. Sometimes it lasts your whole pregnancy. And I actually like as annoying as the nausea was, I really liked it because it was like, a sign from my body that I was still pregnant. And so when it went away <laughs> and the pregnancy got really easy, I was kind of like, I'm probably not pregnant. Like, who knows? We don't know. Then I really let go of like the baby leaving meaning anything, if that makes sense. Like, sorry, I'm burping a lot. I'm so pregnant. <laughs> I had to like really. I mean, through a lot of crying and grieving, come to the terms of the fact that like if the baby doesn't continue in this particular instance, this embryo, that it didn't mean anything. It didn't mean that I was a bad mom. It didn't mean that I had done something bad. It doesn't mean that um, I hadn't prepared enough or that it wasn't a safe environment for the embryo to be living in or that, you know, it was the wrong seed or, you know, there's like all of these things that I had been blaming myself for. I had to let go of all of that. And I really had to come to the terms with if this child did not progress in a healthy way, that that was okay. And like, it's up to this baby and these cells and this, you know, version of DNA to decide if it's viable. And that's that's really not up to me to decide because I don't know. I'm just like cooking the thing. <laughs> I'm just, you know, storing it for a little while until it, it comes out and then it's its own being. So this is truly probably the first lesson in motherhood, which is I have no control, zero control. And that, you know, life is precious and fragile and and wonderful and could go at any second. Oh God, that was so dark. I'm sorry. I had to say it. I had to say it. I know I went dark there, but that has been my process through this entire thing. So seeing the baby, I'm looking at the ultrasound pictures right now and it just like makes me smile every time I see it because I can't feel anything inside of me. I still have strange symptoms like farting all the time, burping all the time, definitely getting more heartburn. Um, which is something I would struggle with normally. So hello, can't wait for that to really get going. I've got like a sore back every every night. I like toss and turn in my sleep, which I've never done before. Usually I sleep the whole night. Um, and I run hot in the evenings. It's like the strangest thing. Usually I run cold. I'm under a pile of blankets. My Christmas present this year was a foot warmer, an electric foot warmer just for the bed. And I was so excited to use it. As soon as I get back from Mexico, I was like plugging it in. 
and it was too hot. My feet would <laughs> my feet would get too hot and then my body would get too hot and I'd have to turn it off. Little did I know at the time that I was 100% pregnant. I was so excited to use this gift. And now around like 8 o'clock or maybe like 10 o'clock, my body just starts heating up. And so I, I sleep with very few covers these days, <laughs> sometimes no covers. It's a very different life. So these are the only symptoms of pregnancy that I have right now, which you know aren't a whole lot to go off of um, in terms of knowing that there's still something inside me. That and my little baby bump is growing. So it was so exciting. I think that every ultrasound, I will definitely cry. (laughs) I think that that is just going to be the truth because it just feels like such an incredible miracle. This rainbow baby. I didn't know the term for rainbow baby, but a child after a loss is called a rainbow baby. And I, I definitely feel that way. We are waiting to find out the sex. I feel like sex doesn't matter. I don't say, sorry, sex does matter. We live in a world where sex matters a lot, but it shouldn't. And I think this next generation will be living outside of gender norms, even more so than where we are today. And it just really doesn't matter to me what gender this child is. And I I really want to honor that all the way through this pregnancy because fuck, this child is going to have enough gender put on it by society just walking outside. It doesn't need it. from me in utero utero or from um, our community beforehand. So that's that's what our decision is or has been. It seems like a little bit of a maze to avoid learning the sex of the baby. So hopefully we'll make it the whole way without it being revealed. We'll see. That's my hope. And if you can't, in case you can't tell, I just, I feel very positive and relieved to have made it through 13 weeks of pregnancy. Obviously, um, you know, nothing is a guarantee, but I do feel like it's just the child is like tracking the right size at the right time. Um, And so far, like it seems really healthy. So I'm feeling pretty optimistic about it, which is cool to feel. And it was a really cool appointment. It was a big turning point for me, I think, in terms of um, actually attaching to the baby. Um, I I did ask my dog for help with attaching to this child because I was struggling so hard to attach to it. Actually, the week before the ultrasound, I just kind of felt like I wasn't pregnant. And so I stayed up really super late, stayed up to like 1 a.m. watching Bridgerton. which I never do these days. My bedtime is 10 (laughs) o'clock. And after the ultrasound appointment, I just slept the whole day because I was so exhausted from a weekend of pretending that I wasn't pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. It turns out I am. Still am, I think, right now. As far as I know, I am. (laughs) This weekend, I went to a little girl's trip in Wyoming and to do a little skiing and a little partying. And it was so fun. It was so fun to just be able to talk about the pregnancy and share the news because we're starting to tell friends and family. And that's been such a fun experience. Like my family is so excited. I think all of them knew what we were going to say before we said it. Just because my husband and I were both on the phone together. We were doing FaceTiming to everyone. My dad literally was like, what's up? Why are you calling? 
I was like, what, why do you, what do you mean? And he's like, you never call me. I was like, oh, touche. <laughs> so it was super fun. Um, sharing the news with everyone, everyone freaked out. It was so exciting. Um, yeah. So it's been really, really fun. But on this girl trip, it was extra fun because we get to like tell strangers and I was joking around about my baby bump. <laughs> and even though I'm just so much slower these days, like we were in high elevation and it's just, it's hard for me to, to breathe, honestly. I'm just slowing down these days. So it was just really, really fun to play around with the baby bump, make jokes about sleeping for two, <laughs> eating for two being for two. <laughs> and they got excited about it too. And they were like telling people like strangers, like she's pregnant. <laughs> and I get to be a DD, which like if, you know, if your pregnant friends aren't offering to be DDs for you, are you even living? I'm not sure. It seems like the duty of a pregnant woman to be the DD. So that was a true honor. And I enjoyed it every second, every step of the way. So that's been the pregnancy up until 13 weeks. I am so excited to finally announce this on the pod. I'm not really sure when I'm going to do it, but I did. I'm going to share like a couple more updates as we go along. Keep you informed. <laughs> and oh, thank you. Love you. That's all the updates that I have for now. It's been quite the journey. Thank you so much for listening. I will be continuing to share as I go along. But of course, next week, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. And yeah, I'll just be updating you with pregnancy updates as I go. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll see you next week. That's it for today's show. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. If you have a moment and you're in the Apple Podcast app, please rate and review the show. I could really use all the ratings I can get. And please share this episode with a friend that may benefit from it. Of course, hit subscribe to keep up with new weekly episodes. And if you're interested in supporting the show and being part of the Lit AF community, join our Patreon by visiting sarahcohan.com forward slash tip jar. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash tip jar. Thank you again for listening. Please stay lit, lit AF, and I hope to see you back here next week. <laughs>